I'm Tony Caputo, and we're the old coots. Never do yard work. That's good. Where did you come up with that? Tony, young people call it hooking up. That's enough, Tony. I've had enough of this question. What was the question? That's all you have to do is love your kids. It may be bad advice, but it's free. Hi, I'm Tony Caputo, and we're the old coots. With me today are... Carol Sisko. Gus Wheeler. Lou Borgenicht. That's us. Now, I have to tell you first off, if we get questions from you that are interesting, you're going to make us look a lot better. So anytime you get a chance, or not a chance, send us in your questions at oldcootsgivingbadadvice at gmail.com. We're dependent on you. Yeah, otherwise we'll have to make up the questions ourselves right. and yeah. send them to ourselves. That's yeah. not good. And how can we make your lives better if we can't, don't have <laughs> any input? That's right. exactly right. So let's go at it today. I've got the first question here, and this is from Laura. I've been dating my boyfriend for six years. We're mostly happy, but there are one or two things we're working on. And I think we should go see a therapist. How do I tell him I think we should go to therapy? Just spit it out. Yeah. How about let's go to therapy? Hey, we're getting along pretty well, but maybe we can improve. So let's go talk to a therapist. Because you need help. Yeah, because that's what you say. Yeah, because I need. We need to go to a therapist because you need help. No, because we need help. (laughs) The other thing is that this is not an unusual situation for any relationship, whether you're married or not. There are those moments where you're sort of sunken in torpor. You know what they were talking about. I call it the mire. Right. And then you rise out of it by either processing it yourselves or getting some help. Yeah, I think that's, well, if it's feasible that you can go to therapy, it should be easy enough to break it to this person. Yeah, tell them you're going to pay for it. Well, (laughs) with his card. (laughs) I think a lot of people think going to therapy is an admission of failure in some way where, you know, to me, it's just a bridge. A lot of times I I think just hearing yourself talk to a stranger like <laughs> this, like Tony. it really clarifies the situation between, between just talking to your partner. Sometimes when there's a, a third disinterested person there, you hear things that you don't hear when it's just the two of you. You can you can hear yourself sounding more like a crackpot <laughs> than just as you do speaking right, to someone the, that yeah. you care about and you're with all the time. I think the other issue is if he has some hesitancy about going to see a therapist, you need to talk about that before you talk about the problem. And the notion that Gus just mentioned about seeing a therapist means you really got some major problems doesn't necessarily apply at all. So he needs to seek some therapy about going to therapy. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> the pre-therapist, yes. <laughs> That's a so, market. I think, did we kind of cover that one? Are we good there? I think we are. All right. All right. We'll go to another question. And here, our random questionizer. Oh, a shorty. We should get one of those things like they have on Wheel of Fortune that you, we can hear it spinning right. as we I'm going to... Uh, you want to try another <laughs> can question? Can we pass? <laughs> yeah, you can pass. You can pick another uh, question. It's uh, like a fortune uh, cookie. Uh, maybe by later in the show, we'll be up for that one. <clears throat> Carol, Carol, you didn't have to send it in. You could have just asked. Oh, I would have. Don't worry. (laughs) I don't have an actual bucket list, but I'm starting to think I should have one. 
what should I put on my bucket list? Well, it's your bucket list. Um, <laughs> what I mean, I I think uh, I think it's nice to have goals and to to set things and. Uh, a lot of times our desires and wishes come from hearing what other people experience have been and wondering that or things that when we were younger we thought we would have done or do by this age and haven't and reprioritize and but uh, find out a things that you love but also try things that new and different you know as monty python said and now for something completely different <laughs> to go out on a limb and risk something that you think well i think i'd like to but i People are just, I think, make too big a deal out of bucket lists. I don't want to have something defined that I absolutely have to do as my vacation. I like to go on a whim, like I took off from Morocco about a month ago for the fun of it because a friend sent me some photos he shot there. And I don't like to feel constrained that I must see certain places. So when I can afford it, I pick out a trip and go. But so, where did a bucket, the notion of a bucket list, come from? Because I agree with you. Where did it come from? From that movie, whatever it was. Oh well, I bucket listed before that. But on, on my bucket list is get rid of my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> you can do well, it pretty and, fast. And I think the origin of a bucket list was, you know, you you go along with your life and you do what you're going to do, and then at a certain point, your wife tells you what you still need to do. Or, that might be the bucket list. Or it might it be you're too broke to go. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. you keep hanging on and hanging on until you think you can do the it. The other issue is whether when you're done with your little one thing on your bucket list, you just like put a note in your bucket. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have no clue. But I think the notion of a bucket list is sort of um, a forced form of you know, uh, figuring out what, thinking that you had to do certain things in your life. I, I personally look on things I do in my life as happenstance and whimsy rather than. Most of your patients always get <laughs> yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a pediatrician. I was a pediatrician for 43 years, so. Now, do you remember the movie Mad Men, Mad World? Yes. Jimmy yes. Durante died? Yeah. He kicked, and then he, he kicked the bucket. He kicked the bucket. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. okay, so much for the bucket list. All right, this next question is from Peter Caputo. Not. Swear. Oh, <laughs> what should I get my folks for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Peter Caputo, in case you don't know, is Tony's son. We think. It could and be he's telling to find a new Caputo. home for his and mother's dog. Plot. The way I would look at it is that that question is chutzpah. chutzpah. You know what chutzpah is. It, yeah. means, it means you can't believe the guy asked the question. <laughs> so what would you like for Christmas? I'd like, it would really be nice if Mary could find a new home for her dog. <laughs> I love that little dog and I want him to be much, be happy, be right? much happier, happier than, than I can do that for him. That's good. Yeah, I That's... think he maybe could go live with in the White House. But Peter is asking specifically what he can get you. Peter has already given me, given me everything a child could give to a father. <laughs> You know both. And I really mean that. Mean, you mean heartburn, aches, heartburn, aches, aches and sleepless pains. nights. Right, right, right. <laughs> I can tell you that both of Tony's sons have a hard time figuring out what to get him. Because I once asked his son Matt what I could get for Tony after Tony had done something nice for me, and he says, "Beats me." 
He says, I never know what to do. All he wears are those old T-shirts all the time. And shorts. <laughs> and shorts. Shorts, in the shorts 10 months of the year. Yeah, and he says, he's got enough of those, so I never know what to do. I think that's a problem for a lot of families, especially as you mature and get older. What do you get? I mean, for a guy who has everything, in a way. But yeah. I think the best thing is time. You know, I, my daughter, is, you know, what takes me out to dinner. So to me, that that's nicer than uh, Way nicer. unless they came up a really neat gift yeah, Ferrari <laughs> yeah or or like jet that. airplane <laughs> yeah, then, then we'll bag dinner no, we, the, we were at a funny thing we went uh, uh, I'm a Costcatarian uh, and go to Costco a lot and I saw the Costco <laughs> Costco had had their own Kirkland brand of scotch and I thought oh that'd be good and we were in Phoenix because uh, if you know they don't sell here and they had this Kirkland scotch it was on sale for four hundred twenty-five dollars, <laughs> huh? A case? And, yeah, oh, no, this is like twenty-five-year-old. And so my son said, "Oh, Dad, you know, when I get older and make some money, I'll buy that for you." I said, "If you ever spend four hundred twenty-five dollars <laughs> on a bottle of Scott, Scott, I'll kick your butt around the block." <laughs> okay, so there's another issue with the present thing. Um, there is a sort of forced conviviality and necessity that our society really has about buying presents. Mm-hmm. For either a birthday or whatever and you know i got everything i want pretty much and um so i don't or so does my wife i think um she's got you she's got me that's yeah. right and you've got us and i've got you <laughs> but i mean the th- my theory of presence is you you don't get forced by society or our commercial capitalistic system to doing something but if you happen to be walking around someplace and you see this incredible thing that you know that somebody would want whether it's their birthday or christmas or whatever you get it and yeah. give it to him. That's the whole deal. Yeah. I yeah. do that a lot, too. But Gus was exactly right with the time. If, if there's stuff we still want, we either will never be, we don't have it because we'll never be able to afford it. Right. Or we don't want it that badly. And It's as, not on our bucket and list. And as, <laughs> <laughs> as the clock ticks, the more of those ticks we can spend with the people we love. That's good. We really kind of sound like we know what we're talking about today, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> Of course, we're easy to impress. <laughs> and for the next question, this is from Luke. Do you really need to shower every day? <laughs> <laughs> My wife says well, yes. <laughs> it kind of depends on what you do in your downtime, I think. Yeah, I, I, that's, that question, I think, is a very individual thing because there are people who, again, are very physically active and obviously build up a... Uh, Sweat and aura, and aura, <laughs> and uh, there are other people, who, and they're more sedentary. And so, what about the guy who is feeling pressure to take a shower every day but doesn't do it? Does he lie about it? Can yeah. you get by lying yeah. about it? Yeah, well, probably not turn, get by. But. Turn on the shower, yeah. get the towel wet, and hang it back up. <laughs> That's right. One of the good Cow- things about Cow's getting face. older, <laughs> I think, I say, if you don't feel like showering, don't shower. Yeah. Well, Ignore the, the pressure. Old people kind of smell like old people. So, you know, the pressure's off of us, <laughs> you know, as long as it doesn't right. smell that, like urine, you yeah, know. <laughs> that gets to be a problem, though, because my wife contends, now she's not talking about me, of course, of, obviously. That, that there's that old person smell, and right. I don't smell it. No. What's the big deal? I yeah. think it's men that don't wash their hair regularly. Stinkhead. Stinkhead, yeah. yeah. But no matter what. 
So stinkhead's a thing? Stinkhead's a thing. Heard yeah, I think stink, my granddaughter told me the other day, the, after talking about the, the T-shirts, after she said, Papu, why do you always wear a white T-shirt? <laughs> then I had stinkhead. <laughs> and I had just showered. So, Jeez. you know. I'll, interesting question. Yeah, interesting. Where's that one we threw away? And listen, listen oh, to your friends. If they're suggesting you shower, there's probably a reason. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Let's hear it. This is from Kyle. I need to get a life. Um, how? Start a bucket list. <laughs> Start a bucket. First shower. Yeah, man. Take a shower. Get a bucket list and go to therapy with your girlfriend. Put your phone down for a bit. Mm. Go oh. somewhere where you no, meet throw real people. No, your phone. Go down the freeway, open the sunroof, and throw the phone out I don't think roof. it needs to go that far. I do. But get out and talk to some real people. And, you know, it can be a hiking club. It can be on a ski slope. It can be in a bookstore. Which he probably doesn't read books either if he doesn't have a life, but <laughs> Well that, that could be honest. Right. That or could be make what? friends That's at your local deli like I mistakenly did and now I've stuck with them. Was there any point in any of, was there any point in any of your lives when you felt like you didn't have a life? Oh, I'm sure there was. I don't remember. Well, <laughs> God, I got a life. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you had a life, but it might have been a real pile of crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. I think that's, no, I, I think that's not a bad life in and of itself. No, hoping true. you're going to get out of the mire. I think I always had a life because my parents told me I did, you know. And then I got on older, left the house, and realized that I didn't until I did. And do you hold them responsible now? Uh, always. <laughs> you can't blame yourself. No. That's right. You're going to therapy to see if you can overcome it. Kyle, I don't know what to tell you, pal, but first throw away the phone. Find better friends than you've got here at these microphones because uh, we'll sell you down the river at the and drop a, of a hat. Take a shower. And take a shower. <laughs> Anonymous, should I buy a winter home somewhere? If so, where? Okay, I have a very, I'm very opinionated about this. Um, to me, you buy a winter home somewhere, you you're lo- a you're locked into it so every winter then that's where you've got to go um i had, i was waiting in line for a concert and this two friends who were next to me started talking and they said did you ever buy that house down in new mexico and he said you know i was going to and then i started thinking about well, i got another house i got things i gotta fix it and then i realized all i went on an airbnb and uh, rent by owner that I could go there when I wanted to. I didn't have to worry about fixing anything. And if I didn't want to go there, I didn't feel compelled to go there because it's not my place and I could try someplace new. So that's my personal bias of it. To me, you have a, a summer home or a winter home, you're you locked into it in a way. And uh, I think it might foreclude, is that a word? Uh, other experiences. When I go on vacation... I don't want to be cleaning house or cooking. Mm-hmm. I also think a winter home, I mean, you're talking two to three months of the year, unless you're living in Alaska. Yeah. And um, that's not a whole bunch of time. I mean, it's not, it's minimal. And But I will say, if you're a friend of mine, I would encourage it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would like yeah. to be able to come and visit. With uh, an indoor pool. <laughs> the, I would like to visit oh, in, a in the winter. Room. Because I'm not a real winter person. So I would, if, if you know me or are going to invite me, I would, I'll say yes. But if I'm not in the equation, then I'm... People always say, why don't you get a home in, in Italy or, or Greece? Because my wife's Greek, so... And 
we've come to the conclusion that you can rent a lot of really nice hotel rooms for the price you're going to spend on a on a home for you know the next 20 years and again you don't have to go to that same hotel room all the time the other so. issue is um if this guy buys a winter home will it have a hot tub and if it has a hot tub and he takes a hot tub every day he doesn't have to take a shower right yeah, the showers. <laughs> yeah, you've taken care of that. <laughs> and that might be on his bucket list. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. If it's, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people just like to have a summer. Uh, the idea of having a second residence, I think there's a certain cachet in that. That I mean, I think that's true. We had a cabin up in the, the Uintas, which we had for six years, but we realized that it's taken... I mean, to go, oh, it was a funky little cabin with uh, cinder block, you know, walls, and it was 220 square feet. And um, every time we'd go up there, we sort of felt like we had to get the place ready for us to stay in it. And that was a, that was a major drag. And plus, there is this pressure when you have a place and you have like a free weekend, got to go up there instead of going down to the desert or whatever it is. So that's another issue with that second home. Wouldn't you also have people asking if they could come and stay? <laughs> Not in this place. It was only 220 square feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that part was good. Yeah. <laughs> but then on the other hand, I have a friend who does have a second home, and that's he is not interested in traveling. You know, he that's what he likes. He actually likes working on the house. There are he people different that. than us. So yeah, I know. That's a, I don't know <laughs> why. Figure. What are you going to do? But no, he's got project, and that's so... You know, I guess uh, there are different personalities. Well, you were talking about the guy that comes to visit you and does all those fix-it jobs. <laughs> this is—he right. wouldn't have to come and see you if you had a second home because you could do a lot. Of, I guess a lot of guys like to people. Guys, a lot of people like to just stay busy. Man, that's up to a certain age. Well, yeah. I After a certain like, age, you don't you want know, to be busy. Yeah, like twenty. Twenty, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, if we finish that, here's the next question from Brent. Do you believe the saying, quote, dress for the job you want, unquote? I tend to dress just for comfort and functionality. How much does fashion really matter? Well, like that, that uh, hinders on the job, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I wonder it depends on how much you, how your, your boss or potential boss well, feels like about your, that. Take your store. People don't dress. They just dress. Well, but, I, you know, they, we do actually have a dress code. And what I tell them is... Don't dress like you work in a filling station. You know, we, we work around food. So, I mean, if you wear shorts or a sh T-shirt, they need to be clean. They, you know, so, you know, they're in essence following our dress code, which, you know, your dress, shorts and a T-shirt. Your dress code, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. you're a good model. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, when I shower. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're like a doctor... I don't think you really have to dress that well. You just have to be... Put a white coat on. Well, I hate white coats. I never, well, wore, I never wore a white coat. That's but, because But you, you dress nice. So the mothers will say, you look really good, Dr. Borgenick. And uh, so I, that's what I did every day because I wanted to get those compliments. You but, could dazzle them with your clothing <laughs> as opposed to your <laughs> medical knowledge. Exactly. That was the idea. <laughs> if you looked like you knew something, it was fine, whether you did or didn't. Yeah. Well, See, and if you're going on a job interview... You better dress for the job exactly. you want to yeah. get. Exactly. Out of nothing else but respect, because the guy that you're, the person you're talking to is, when I say guy, I mean guy, women, and men. Don't get so. 
the, the person you're talking to is going to think, look, this schmo's coming in here to ask me for a job, and he's he's got a tattoo across his forehead uh, of barbed wire, and, you know, at least wear your ball hat and pull it down over your forehead right. and make sure your shirt's buttoned. And make sure <laughs> you have a regular shirt on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to a show of personnel people, and, and the one guy said, you know, it's my job is to hire people for this job. And when someone walks in the door, I don't know if I'll hire them or not, but I've already made a decision that I won't hire them. Yeah. Exactly. Right. First impression, yeah. I can tell I'm not going to hire them, no matter what they say. Where other places, you go, well, now I want to hear what this person has to say. But he goes, I will cross people off just if they're dressed inappropriately or, you know. I mean, he was very honest that first impressions it's partly, it's partly that the the applicant is not taking pride in his own situation. Well, and you know, on that, having hired people for, and you know, I don't hire surgeons. You know, we hire people in the food business, and they're qualified, and they're, you know, they're very capable at what they do. But 15 years ago, if somebody came in to apply for a job and they had tattoos up and down their arms, I wouldn't even consider them. And now today, just the way things are now, you, you don't think twice about right. seeing right. that. Interesting. Well, when yeah. I was a teacher, there, there was a, a um, difference of opinion. Uh, when I first started teaching uh, the school I taught, we were not allowed to wear, teachers were not allowed to wear jeans and stuff. And on the surface, you think, well, that's, not, but then, you know, I'm doing art with kids. So I'm outside playing PE with the kids. I'm outside and it sort of became <clears throat> not a rebellion, but all of a sudden a lot of teachers just started wearing jeans to school. I mean, not, you know, not the ragged kind of patches, but I mean, it, it depends. I mean, you know, I'm doing art. I'm getting paint on my clothes or, you know, dirt, playing kickball outside. Well, I, so it was, I didn't wear them every day, but I, I, they were part of my school. And I know there were principals who said, but kids look at that and, and, they see this respect. I said, no, kids get to know me, and that's, they either that's respect they me or don't respect know me. Yes. Maybe if they walk in the first day and they say, oh, this guy's a bum, but by the end of the year, they're going, yeah, he definitely was a bum, but they got more information. Now, I want to say something really old cootish. <laughs> Remember when we were in elementary and junior high school? Girls would almost all would never wear pants. Oh, we man. weren't allowed to. Yeah, we weren't allowed. I mean, now now that's the mm-hmm. you know I walked well, we to school to wear five miles in yeah. elementary school. <laughs> no, except so, for PE. There, you know that's how that's how people know that we are actually old coots, <laughs> old coots that can use questions. If you'd please send them to us at old coots giving bad advice at gmail dot com. Go, Carol. And here's one more question from Jane. At what age does it all start to go downhill? Did you guys pack this one in there for me? I I think when you're dead. Yeah. (laughs) And hopefully it's downhill then. I haven't hit it yet. We were at a um, memorial service for a friend of mine's father who died. And this guy got up to speak and talking about Jim. And then he says, I just want to say something to the rest of you. Don't stop doing things. He goes, I'm 90 years old and I still play tennis. Because if you stop doing things, then that's when you're going to go downhill. Don't in your own psyche, you still feel like you're 20 or 30 years old. No question about it. And then you look and 
every once in a while you realize that, oh, yeah, I'm really an old guy. Yeah, you either look at yourself in the mirror or you really overdo it on your bicycle. Or, yeah. or the other thing is when somebody says to you, you, you you're, how old are you? I say 75. You don't look a day over 74. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, that, right. that's, there's an interesting thing. I'm the youngest in my family of five. Uh, we were on a boys' weekend uh, going You golf, always pound that into stuff. them, too. And yeah. uh, we went into this bar. And this one guy says, oh, my gosh, we are the oldest people in here. And I looked around, and I thought, no, this is my peer group. And I realized I probably was, but he was the oldest in his family. Mm. And he mm-hmm. felt old. Mm-hmm. And I was the youngest in my family, and I felt like, no, these people are peers, even though <laughs> – probably had 20, 30 years on most of them. Yeah. But I look around, and I don't see age. When I was teaching, the teachers were sort of the same age, even though I realized. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that's being the youngest <clears throat> of just having a feeling that I'm always young or if it's just my that's optimistic good. attitude. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's part of it's how interesting the people are that you're talking to. Oh, God. And you always think they're so young screwed. if you're having a lively conversation. <laughs> I do. All right. Well, that's all for this week. Thanks to Tony, Carol, and Lou for being here. And I'm Gus. If you need some bad advice or any questions, please email them to us, oldcootsgivingbadadvice at gmail.com, or you could send them to us on Facebook, or we're at Old Coots Podcast on Twitter. Old Coots Giving Bad Advice is a Podspace production. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. It also helps if you write a review. And please share this podcast with your friends and even people you don't even like that much. And remember, <laughs> it may be bad advice, but it's free. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.